Hey, everybody, this is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. Merkel Media. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long, bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave, and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast, and spears... Dan holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blow this head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touched air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Yep. 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 Welcome to the show, everybody listening to The Confessionals. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is contact at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's contact at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the contact section, and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me, just get a hold of me. Welcome to another members episode. 545. We have Sadi coming on the show today. And Sadi, since she was a child, was getting abducted. And through these abductions, she has hybrid children. And one of those hybrid children, JC, listens to this show, gave the show to his mom and said, Mom, you need to write in and tell your story. And so here she is today telling her story about her abductions, how that led to hybrid children, and those hybrid children being intergalactic slash interdimensional or terrestrial, just like JC. Let's get to Saudi and her story right now. All right, today we got Saudi on the show. Saudi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. So, uh, Saudi, you were just telling me how you kind of came across the show, which I, I think is cool. I, I like hearing people's stories about how they found the show. Uh, a lot of times it's through another person's podcast or things like that, but uh, it turns out your son, JC, right? Right. Yeah. So your son, JC, listens to the show and he told you what? I'll let you tell the story, how how that whole unfolded. Okay. So um, I just started my own podcast. It's called Lionsgate Podcast with Saudi and Omni. And it's just me and one of my friends. We only have 16 episodes so far. And um my son came over one day and he was like, mom, I really want you to listen to this podcast, but I'm not going to tell you the name of it unless you promise me that you're going to write in. It's a husband and wife team and they're really amazing. And I think that they would really like your stories. 
Um, and I was like, all right, well, what is it? And he's like, promise me that you'll write in. And I was like, okay, I promise. And um, he told me about you and I listened to one of your episodes and wrote in, here I am. Here you are. And I love it. I love it. So um, thank you to JC for getting your mom to write in. And uh, you're right, JC. What your mom wrote in about, I dig it. So uh, I love it. So it's funny because I think it was in my new app that I launched for the members that uh, somebody commented, or maybe it was an email. I think it might have been an email. Somebody emailed saying that uh, someday I want to tell you my my bizarre, no, my weird experiences. Uh, but you seem to be the king of weird, so it should blend right in. I'm just like, that's what I'm here for. Like that's what I'm here for. I I I like if you got some weird stuff, I got it. I got it. So, uh, what we're gonna be talking today about, and I'm gonna hand it over to you here in a second to just kind of run with it, is uh, you mentioned in the email that around six years old you started having abduction situations, and those abduction situations started parlaying into, um. I don't know if you view it sexual. I don't know what your story is, but there is there is a fact that you do have hybrid children. You have met uh, your hybrid children. And I believe when you and I were talking the other day that you met, I might be wrong in this, but is JC one of those children? Yes, he is. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, a little different from the ones that I've met um, during my abductions. Um, he looks like a normal person, <laughs> um, but he has some really strong characteristics um, that leads me to believe that he is a hybrid or his DNA has been tampered with. Okay. Um, that experience. Gotcha. But I can get more into detail later. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you have uh, hybrid children, you've met some of them, and uh, you have, I feel like I'm missing one here. Oh, you also have an NDE that we're going to try to get to as well. Uh, but I really want to kind of focus in today on the abductions and the hybrid situation uh, because I, I, I really, one, I think it's fascinating, but two, I think there's a lot to unpack with that kind of stuff. Uh, so if you could just share with us, because I know you said that it started around six and you have five major abduction stories you'd like to talk to us about today. So uh, the time is yours. Okay. Um, so like you said, it started when I was around six or seven. I was in second grade and I remember going to bed one night like normal. And I'm, I usually sleep on my stomach and I still do to this day. I'm not one of those people that roll around in bed and end up in different positions. Um, so I went to sleep that night like normal and I woke up abruptly. Um, I remember my eyes popped open and the immediate feeling that I got was fear and um, just like a lot of anxiety. And I realized I was upside down on my bed. Uh, my feet were on my pillows and I had my arms spread and my legs spread. And my nightgown felt like it was twisted around my body in a really uncomfortable position. And I immediate, and I didn't know what the feeling of violated really was because I was so little. But now I can name that as I felt violated and scared. Um, so I slowly, you know, pulled my legs back together and adjusted my nightgown and crawled back up to my pillows. And my 
bedroom light was off, the hallway light was on. And I remember just looking and thinking that I was seeing my dad standing in my doorway. But then as my eyes adjusted, I realized it was a shadow. Now, being six or seven years old, it took me a second because I was still kind of groggy to realize that a shadow should be on the floor or on the wall, but it was standing straight up and down. And at first, I was so scared I couldn't even scream. But once the scream came out, this shadow figure darted off down the hallway and just disappeared. And so I was screaming and crying and my mom and dad ran out of their bedroom and they basically fell over each other trying to get to me. And I was telling them, there's somebody in the house, there's somebody in the house, it's a man. And he was, he was in my room. And so they tore the house from top to bottom. They looked everywhere. It was like really traumatizing night. And my parents still remember it. Um, it was funny too, because after that, I started having um, emotional issues and even my teacher picked up on it. Um, I became more introverted in class. And I guess there's a few things that teachers watch out for in children that they think might be abused or molested. And one of the things that I did was I was constantly pulling on the bottom of my shirt, covering myself up in class. And so she got my parents involved. She got um, the counselors involved, the principal involved. And I remember them just asking me questions like, has anybody ever touched you? Has anybody ever made you feel uncomfortable? And the answer was no, because I hadn't been. I had a really good you know, upbringing. And my parents were even thinking that maybe somebody did break into the house that night and did something to me. Um, but they couldn't even fathom that because every door was locked. It didn't look like anybody broke in. Um, or how they could have left the house. So that was my first um, experience with um, an abduction. And I don't remember anything up until the point of waking up, but in my other abductions, I do remember some things. Interesting. Uh, before you go any further, though, I, I would like to ask you, uh, what came of the situation where the school was kind of investigating the idea of possible uh, molestation um, I mean, I, I, obviously your parents were brought in at, at a certain point, but at some point I'm sure they were suspect, uh, because it's usually people who are closest to the child. Uh, now that obviously is not the case. Did it just kind of fall away and they just stopped the investigation or what was the conclusions? It just totally fell away. Uh, police never got involved or anything like that. Um, you know, it, it just, I don't know whatever happened with that. They just kind of wrote it off as, I don't know what. Okay. Yeah. All right. I was just curious. Uh, but if you could just keep going. All right. So would you, you want me to move on to the next yeah. one? <laughs> That's fine. Yep. Okay. So this one is a little bit um, graphic <laughs> and I'll try not to be too graphic about it. So I was around 12 years old and I had this dream. And for the longest time, I called them dreams because I didn't think it was an abduction. Um, I had a dream that I woke up and I could only move my eyes and my head a little bit. And it felt like I had something like strapping me down, like a sheet that was holding my body down and I couldn't move at all. And I remember seeing these uh, kind of like translucent looking gray beings. And they were only working on my lower half. And the reason why they were kind of like, I couldn't really make out what they looked like is because there was like this 
screen in between. So half of my body, um, I could see, and then my lower half of my body, I couldn't really get a good image on. Um, and they were doing something, but I didn't feel any pain. But I do remember being really scared and freaked out. So I remember crying and screaming and fighting and trying to get loose. And then I kind of like lost consciousness and I woke up in my bed. And it was a familiar feeling because maybe once or twice a year, I would wake up and feel that fear and that, that sense of violation. Um, and it usually be like around two or three o'clock in the morning. Um, <clears throat> but this particular time I woke up and instead of even being able to focus on what just happened within the dream, I had severe cramps. My stomach hurt. And so I got up and used the bathroom and I was only 12, maybe 13 years old. So um, I wasn't really um, used to my periods. And so I was bleeding and cramping for about 10 minutes. I went into my bed and laid down. And about 15 minutes later, I got back up, same thing. And I did that cycle for about six hours. And now looking back on it, it's very similar to um, a miscarriage. And at that time, there was no way I could have been pregnant. So you were what? Like, how old are you again for this? Around 12 or 13, maybe. But but you were you were going through puberty at that time, so it's not like physically is impossible for you to be pregnant. It's just there was no logical conclusion as to why you should be pregnant. Right. Gotcha. Okay. And um, yeah, so that, <clears throat> and then um, so this one is um, this one's a little bit different because most of my abductions take place in like this hospital type setting, um, but I had this experience where um i was about 14 years old maybe and i went to sleep like usual and i woke up and have you ever been like in class and you're resting your head on your arms and you kind of fall asleep in class and Always. then you feel like you're falling and you wake up and <laughs> you wake up and you're like jolted awake well that's what happened with me and when i went to sleep it was nighttime and when i woke up i was on i found myself on a bench like a picnic bench and I picked my head up off my arms and I looked around and there was this guy sitting next to me and he was like, where are we? And he looked super confused. And I just kind of looked at him and I'm like, I have no idea. And then I looked across from me and there was this elderly lady and she was still asleep on the bench. And then there was like this couple that looked like they were African and they were both asleep on the bench as well. And so the African couple started to wake up. And they got super scared and they started like yelling and screaming. And I don't know what they were saying in their language, but it was run, <laughs> like run. So they got up and they were scared and they started running. And then the guy that was sitting next to me, um, he started running in an opposite direction. And I remember, <laughs> I remember thinking to myself, like I looked down, I was still in like a t-shirt and underwear. And for some reason at 13 years old, I was like self-conscious of that. And I didn't want to run <laughs> for some reason. And I was thinking, well, what's the problem? Like, why are they running? Like, nothing looks scary at all anyway. And the elderly lady was still asleep. And I look over in the distance and I see a school and I see a bunch of like little kids running around like in a playground in the distance. And all of a sudden, I see the African couple and a beam of light comes and just hits him in the back and pulls him up and boom, instantly he disappears. And then it hits her. 
And then I'm looking around for the other guy that's running and he got beamed up as well from the light. And so that's when I got scared. I was like, okay, now I understand why they're freaking out. And I didn't even turn to look to see what was going on with the elderly lady. I started running as fast as I could. And I felt this like heat hit me right in my face. And um, my whole body felt like it was being like tased. It didn't hurt, but my whole body was just vibrating. And the next thing I know, I woke up in my bed, startled, feeling violated. So I don't even know what that is. I've listened to other um, abduction stories and stuff, and I've never heard anything like that. But it almost felt like they were like playing a game with us or using us for target practice or something. And I couldn't, you know, say what it was, but it felt like some kind of an experiment. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is that you feel like you were meant to run in that situation. That was your job. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Because when you were describing what you were seeing, because like at first when you started describing what you're seeing, that is classic uh, situation. No, I don't want to say classic, but lots of people talk about their abduction situation and opening their eyes coming to, and they're not the only one there. And there's other people that are confused as well. Uh, mm-hmm the couple running, the other guy running, getting hit by a beam of light. And and, and w- from the beam of light, they were lifted up, right? That's what you said? Right. Okay. So uh, I, did, I did see something that kind of looked like a craft, but it was almost like invisible. It kind of looked like, you know, when somebody blows a big bubble, mm-hmm. like a soap bubble, it was kind of like that. But there was a beam of light coming from them. So in that moment, uh, you see that happen. That's terrifying. Uh, you're not, mm-hmm. that's Ill- illogical for anybody, let alone a child uh, from back in the day. You know, like this is, we're not talking about a six year old of today where they're exposed to all this technology and stuff. We're talking about back in the day, you know? Um, I was born in 73. So there was no internet. We only had a few, we didn't even have cable <laughs> when I was little. So yeah, I wasn't yeah. exposed to anything like that. My parents were pretty strict on what I could watch on TV and stuff. So yeah, I mean, I was born in '85, and like, it's beyond comprehension in the '90s as a kid growing up what you're talking about. Uh, but what, what what my point is, um, you you see that, and that's terrifying. You saw what happened to the people who ran. What in you do you think made you say, "I got to run too," knowing that that's probably what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. And that I don't know. It was probably just fear. Mm. You know, I remember being self-conscious that I was only wearing a little tank top and underwear, and that's what I fell asleep in. And I remember my first feeling was, "I'm not going to get up. Like I'm not even dressed." Yeah, you know. Um, and it, it wasn't until I saw them um, being targeted that I ran. So wow, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting because. Uh, my my gut feeling and obviously i haven't, I, haven't, I mean as far as i can remember i haven't been in this situation uh but i mean my gut feeling would be let me not do that <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> maybe that's what i should have done but i was young and yeah yeah uh, well the second time which leads into the second time um and i do think they were doing some kind of experiment with that um the second time i was about 16 years old and I woke up. This was a preview of today's member episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today.